Good morning, everybody, and thank you so much for tuning in to DRW. This is your host, Brandon Macy, and I'm very excited to have somebody that I'm I'm getting to know more and more. Had the opportunity to be around you several times now, Ramiro Garcia from Lakewood. Yo, What's up, yo, man? what up, everybody? How's it going? Um, so glad to have you, man. And in the middle of you know, you about to have a baby it's crazy. and, and COVID-19 and all the other stuff that's going on. Just finished up a conference this last week yep. and uh, appreciate you taking the time to come out. Bro, man. Thanks for having me, man. I'm glad to be here. No problem. Um, how did the conference go this last week? It was amazing. Um, so we did obviously because of COVID and everything's going on. We didn't have a, we, we have a hope and life conference every summer, right? And usually it's everybody in the building. We have, you know, a couple thousand people come in. That's kind of geared towards young adults, yeah, right? Youth and yeah, youth young okay. adults. So um, like last year we had, you know, Louis Giglio come and speak, mm -hmm. Christine Kane, um, Mike Todd. So like a lot of people come and speak. Young and Freeze come out and yeah. done Andy Minio. And so it's like a youth and young adult conference. Yeah. Um, but because of COVID, uh we obviously had to shut that down right so we did something a little bit differently we did hope and life conference online uh the cool thing about it is we were celebrating 10 years so we've been doing this for 10 years and really this format actually helped us to go back into the vault of 10 years and oh pull that's out cool some gold so we were able to celebrate some you know and there's so many moments but we were able to get a few uh like messages that really impacted us and moments in worship well i was i had the opportunity to check out a little bit of it kind of segments of mm -hmm. different things but i wanted to go out back and watch some of that and obviously you know torin was keeping us up to speed on yeah. some things that were going on and and i watched one of the interviews between uh nick nilson and pastor osteen and uh bro i i mean it looked like it was going to be really exciting so everything that was going on bro it, it, it's dope we've had amazing conference in the past the cool thing like just night one i think it surpassed what we were believing for last i heard was on just on night one alone i think we had thirty-five thousand people that watched night one that's crazy man and it's definitely more people than actually yeah. fit in the building so yeah it, it worked on our favor, but we're ready for 2021. Hopefully 2021 is in the building. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's been the crazy thing. You know, we talked a, a little bit about this um, off mic, but, you know, during during coronavirus, COVID-19, we had to do everything online. Mm -hmm. You know, I know that one of your many responsibilities at Lakewood is you do a lot of the um, social media stuff, a lot of the stuff online, a lot of the creative things. And so what I know is just like our guy, Louis Pacheco, who's here that does that, your job just got busier than it's ever Bro, been. It was crazy. Yeah. It never stops. You never sleep. Yeah. Oh, I know. And I know. And always working. And then because what's happening in our nation at the moment, we have a pandemic. Yeah. And then what, what has happened with the racism and everything. So it's like you have to be more intentional in what the content in our social media is. Right. And, and also be sensitive to the times. Yeah. So there was actually certain posts that I had or certain messages that I, like little encouragements that I had that just didn't quite line up with the the temp, uh, temperature of the nation at the moment yeah. that I had to, you know, mute, the like not post those because it right. just doesn't fall in time. But Well, and, you know, the, the, the hard thing during these times, and especially when it comes 
to something as sensitive as race mm -hmm. is you want to make sure that you're speaking out about things, but you want to also make sure that you're not excluding anybody, that yeah, you're exactly. including certain people. And then you want to show your support. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I, I told somebody on the podcast recently that I've been reaching out to friends of mine, um, you know, who, who are black and like, Hey, are you good? You know, what's, what's going on with you? I mean, what are you feeling right yeah. now? Because I, I told somebody what I want to do is make sure that I'm playing my part. Exactly. So, so, you know, I know that as far as in my heart, I'm good. Mm -hmm. Right. But I want to let other people know that, yeah. that, that don't know my heart. I mean, men are looking on the outward appearance, yeah. but I've got something in here. So I'm, I'm at the gym, you know, I'm, I'm, reaching out, talking to people that maybe I hadn't talked to before. Yeah. Hey, bro, just want to let you know I'm standing with you. I've told that to several people that I didn't even know. Exactly. Just because I wanted them to know, hey, look, I know what's going yeah. on, and, and I'm I'm standing with you. Yeah, you know? that's so good. Well, you got to do that. And to me, as Christians, as the church, that's our responsibility, yeah. I feel, to not go, oh, well, someone else is going to take care of that. No, I think you know? that season's kind of done now where we it's done. Like that somebody else will do it and i think we we had the last couple of years of thinking that somebody else will do it where now it's just we reached a breaking point where it's like no actually now i gotta do something yeah obviously nobody else is gonna do something, <laughs> right so. well and again i think that responsibility falls on us you know if we if we want change however it is if we're trying to bring people closer to God, if we're trying to get closer to each other, that, that responsibility is on yep. us, you know? So, I mean, I've been following some of the things that you guys have done as far as the church. And, you know, I think we've all seen the memes before that have come out. And it's like, anytime that you're in a place like you guys are in, man, the limelight is always right on you. The yeah. spotlight rather is on you and people are going, what are they going to do? Yeah. You know, how's Lakewood going to show exactly. up for this? You know, what are they going to say? And that's a tough spot to be in, man, yeah. because that there's a sweet spot, yep. very fine line that you got to try to, to but walk I in. I think our, our team and, and our pastor has done a great job to, to walk humbly I agree. and to always say, we're not going to do anything if we haven't prayed about it, you know, right. we have to have peace. Right. And, um, but we're definitely the, the first thing we do is all about reaching out to people and bringing hope and wanting to help people. Yeah. So that's always been in our nature and in our core as a church of being in an oasis of love and stuff like that. But it is interesting because a lot of stuff gets taken out of context. Sure. There, there's things that get posted or, that are completely false and not yeah. true. But we just always learn that we don't have to defend ourselves because God is our vindicator. Yes. So that's kind of the... That's the, that's the high road, and it's not always the easy road. Trust me, I've always I've wanted to respond to a few people. You can't, man. But our pastor's always been about, yeah. like, you know what, I'm going to let God handle it. Yeah. I'm just going to keep running my race, So, uh, which I've learned a lot from. But trust me, there's plenty of times where I wanted to create another account and just attack somebody <laughs> if I could. Well, and I think that's one of the difficulties about the day that we live in is – you you live by these little sound bites mm -hmm. you know you get a little clip of something you don't get the big picture and that's why i think like stuff like what you and i are doing today sitting down having conversations with people 
is what it's all about. You can't communicate with somebody via text. No. You can't communicate with somebody via 140 characters. No. You've got to sit down with people and go, what are you feeling? What is your perception? Uh, how do you think I feel? Yeah. Because I can turn around and go, I don't feel that way. Yeah. You know, don't, don't, don't put words in each other's mouth. Give each other the benefit of the doubt. But we can't do that. If everything that we're doing is is via text and yeah. via social media and via this little response and this small clip, we've got to sit down and have conversations with people, man. And I love conversations. Yeah. I mean, I think it's it's we're getting back to the golden age of conversation again. You know, yeah. I think that's a little bit with social media when it's not done correctly or, or, or abused, you lose the beauty of what a conversation is because it is a soundbite culture. It is right. like, let me get this 15 seconds or 30 seconds. But when you get to actually sit down and talk to somebody, I think that's a beautiful thing. Well, and to look in somebody's eye, man, and I mean, the Bible says that our eyes are the windows to the, to our soul. Mm -hmm. So when you're sitting across the table from somebody and I'm looking in your eye and you're going, man, I care about people. Um, I can tell if that's put on or not. Yeah. You know, we have yeah, yeah. that in us to see if if we are legit, if if we're if we're real people and that's coming from a real place. And I think we are getting better at getting back to that, but we have to. Yeah. I mean, the things that are happening in our country is letting us know that communicating via social media is not the answer. No. I mean, that that's good for a few things. Maybe I want to catch up with people I went to high school with mm -hmm. and say, hey, man, what's up? Remember this time? But not for my relationships. No. For real relationships, you got to have face-to-face -face and sit yeah. down and, and feel each other's heart, man. That's, you that's, really do. That's what I feel like this year has kind of done that, which is crazy because you have to be six feet apart and all these you know, stipulations yeah. to have a conversation. But I feel like that's what people are longing for. Again, it's just an honest conversation I where agree. it's like, if I ask you how you're doing, I think now we have to be prepared for the response. And it's not like, you know, not just asking how you're doing just to say it. Right. But actually now I think we're in a season where like, I want to hear it. And, right. And I might not like what I'm going to hear. Yeah. But, you know, at the end of the day, I think it's, it's true. Needed. I think it's one of the benefits of what we've gone through and what we're still going through and taking a step back and going, have I been busy doing the things that really matter? Mm -hmm. Or am I, you know, after this is all over, going to go, that's something I'm not adding back to my life. Exactly. Because there's just no value there. Yeah. And, you know, we know, especially in ministry, you can get so busy doing so many other things and forget what the heart of the whole thing is and that's people yeah i mean that's what this is all about so as cool as social media is and creative and and all these things and we do all of that the the most important thing is what are the people feeling what how how are you reaching out to them how are you ministering to them in that way um one of the things i wanted to talk about is a little bit about your background because it's one of the things that i don't know mm -hmm. a whole lot about you where where did you grow up? So born raised here in Houston, Texas. Houstonian through and through. You know, I grew up in well, we moved around a lot. Grew up in Denver Harbor, Southeast, uh, a little you know, third ward. So we moved around quite a bit, yeah. you know, as a kid. But uh I am the middle child. 
Okay. Um, so what that usually means is I get fed last. <laughs> have you ever know, like? Are you a middle child? I'm not a middle child, yeah, but yeah. I have three kids, Bro. so I know how well, it is. Make sure you take care of the middle one first, yeah, yeah. because in my house it was always the oldest gets his plate, then the youngest gets his plate, and then me <laughs> when I was actually the first one at the table. Yeah, which is crazy. But there you go. That's a little bit of the middle yeah, child syndrome yeah, the middle, coming out. Middle child speaking you know, out. Still, I, I'm better now though. I'm I'm not bitter. Uh, but yeah, I am the middle child. I have uh, two other brothers, uh, born and raised here in Houston, and uh, grew up as far as church background. We went to a small bilingual church in the southeast side of Houston on 75th and Lawndale, All right. uh, which doesn't even exist there anymore. But that's kind of where we got our foundational spiritual, you know. So, so I went upbringing. just just a, a crazy story. I went to school right off of Broadway in 610 which is right down from Londo. yeah 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 was that austin high school no no it was i was right down the road from dd it was a christian school okay and now it's called raul something it's right Sanchez, there i think uh yeah something like that it's right across from uh aguas calientes right there okay on uh on yeah, broadway yeah. <laughs> and uh so i went to school there and then I went to Bible college for a little while, and it was right off of Lawndale. Okay. So, bro, I'm super bro, familiar with that area. Same, same hood. If you, Mason if you, Park, all that yeah, area. Yeah, if you ever have a chance, you need to go to uh, La Victoria, okay. which is a bakery right down there, bro. It's still there. I'm Best tacos ever. Best tacos ever, I'm telling you. So, so you were in that area, too. Yeah. And then, uh, so when, when was it that you actually... You've been at Lakewood for like 18 so yeah, years? 18 years. So then we, we transitioned and as a family went, ended up going to Lakewood uh, in like early 2002, 2001. So, you know, we're in 20. So it's old location. Old, then. old location. Yeah. So the, the one right here yeah. off of 610 East. Yeah. We grew up there. Um, I still remember my first service walking in and sitting all the way in the nosebleed section. So it's kind of crazy that... You know, now and uh, jumping ahead of the story, but I get to lead in that church. Thing. Yeah. So it's a pretty cool thing. But yeah, I've been at Lakewood for 18 years. That's crazy. One of my first memories is I went to the live recording that Kirk Franklin did uh, yeah. in that building. Nice. And uh, I don't know if you were there or not, but bro, it was no, unbelievable. I, I but that's an iconic album and i remember that was that. uh what what was that album uh name uh is it the that was the one with uh hosanna with yes yes hallelujah. it was called hosanna wasn't was it? it i don't know but I, I can't just remember, remember it, seeing it. that album was sick yeah. and i remember going um to the recording there and believe it or not it was better live I, I know that's crazy yeah, but i'm yeah. telling you it was so sick live and uh that was one of my first times being in that building well, before I, I went there, I'd seen uh, some concerts there because there used to be a lot of concerts at, yeah. at Lakewood. Um, one of my all-time favorite bands, I don't know if you would know this band, but Delirious. Uh, so Martin I, Smith. I don't know them. Bro. I don't know they them. They are the OGs, bro. Okay, I'm going to have to check that yeah, out. They man. are the OGs, Delirious. I mean, I'm sure you heard the song, like, I Could Sing of Your Love Forever. Yeah. Did You Feel the Mountains Tremble, History Maker. That's all Delirious. Okay, okay. That's, that's So I'm familiar with some of their yeah, stuff then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know I, I know that song for sure. So, yeah, so you were there um, 
for what what year was that that you started going there? You remember? At Lakewood? Yeah. It started going around, I think, 2002. Okay. So been there for 18 years. And we were just serving faithfully, like going. Um, the Spanish church then opened up at Lakewood. There okay. wasn't a Spanish side of Lakewood at the time when we went there. Right. Uh, but then, you know, at the time Marcos Witt came, they started uh, Lakewood in Spanish. My family got involved, so I got to be a part of, you know, the building up the Spanish side of Lakewood. Oh, very with cool. With the youth department and yeah. stuff like that. But, so you have other members of your family. I know your brother's in music. Yeah, so my little brother's our music director. He's okay. also one of our main writers. Yeah. Uh, so if you listen to any of the new Lakewood music or okay. LYA music, you'll see his name on almost everything because uh, he's just an amazing writer, amazing guitar player. So him and I kind of lead the worship for all LYA, which is our Lakewood Young Adults. Right. And LYA, the band that is, you know, we got an album coming out this fall. We recorded a pseudo live album during this pandemic uh -huh. a few weeks back. So going to be pretty I think it didn't you didn't you post some stuff some clips of that yeah well no I, I imagine I didn't post that? anything I probably posted some of the singles like okay we have a new okay. single with Torin yeah uh, called you are my life yeah that's out and then it's happening now another LYA single so we've been busy yeah I'm sure you have well like I said during this time you know we weren't having business as usual but the other stuff that you go oh okay well now we got to have you know all of this production and that all that's got to ramp up and i mean thankfully you know we've we've had pretty good production here i mean obviously not at the level of lakewood but you know there was a lot of people that were reaching out to us going hey what do we do here yeah. and i'm sure you guys were helping people out yeah, from that aspect yeah, as well we're in this thing together absolutely so i think some of the stuff we we were learning at the same time but yeah uh what you would have thought is we would have worked a little bit less during this pandemic, yeah. but we actually have worked a lot harder and I'm ready for a vacation, but I can't go oh, anywhere because we're in the middle of a pandemic. And but, you're about to have a baby. So you're not doing a newborn nothing, in, in about six weeks. So, well, I, I'll say this, bro. I've had the opportunity to hear you lead worship in person several times. Mm. And bro, you, you not only amazing voice, but I appreciate your spirit in which you lead worship and uh, legit, man. I, you know, I've led worship for many years, always looked up to you. And uh, the thing that I'm excited about is that today yeah. you're going to do one of the songs you wrote, which is a song that we do here a yeah, whole lot. That's awesome. Yeah. So you're going to do that uh, in the name. Yeah. And, uh, so why don't we go ahead and do that right now? Let's go. And uh, then I can just sit back and listen, man. Come on, let's do it. All right. Jesus, shine inside if you 
Thank you for doing that. Thanks. That is literally one of my favorite songs. Thanks, and bro. and like I said, we do that here. What was kind of the story behind you writing that so whole song? That's what's crazy is that song probably took a few years of writing. There was different yeah. versions of it. Um, but when I first wrote it, the what is the majority of the song, um, I was at Lakewood and the building was was empty. I was in the auditorium. Yeah. Looking at empty seats and then just kind of thinking about what does the church need to be declaring? Right. You know, and it, we, there's a lot of cool worship songs and stuff like that. But I always feel like as a writer and uh, with these songs that we're writing, I've, I'm a strong believer that we can give people words to sing themselves into freedom. Yeah. And so that's what I felt like in the name is is for someone that needs to say the words that doesn't have know what the words are. Right. We're giving it to them so they can declare that they're going to see, you know, in the name of Jesus, giants are defeated. Yeah. Every single mountain has to move. So that's when I started seeing the congregation in the empty room. That's what I was thinking. This is what the church needs to be declaring. Yeah. And um, believing that they can sing themselves into freedom. And that's kind of the story about, you know, I wrote that for a bit and then we got together and did an LYA um, writing session and we finished the song. It was like me, myself, me, myself, of course, I was there. <laughs> Both of us were. Uh, Torin. Yeah. And um, I forget who the other writers are. Abel and Arthur, I believe, are okay. the other writers. They're on our team as well. But Well, I love that song and... Another song that you were telling me the story about, which I think is so fitting, 
um, now that you're about to have yeah. a, a daughter is this is happening now yeah it's happening now it's happening now it's, uh, yeah it's the, it's our uh, one of the new lya singles yeah that's out right now but the story behind the song is um last year in 2019 um we go to our first doctor's visit jamie and i this was you know we had decided we're gonna start having kids we want to start yeah trying for kids sure she gets pregnant we go to our first doctor's appointment however we get the news that we weren't expecting the doctor says i can't find a heartbeat and literally our first doctor's appointment doctor says i can't find a heartbeat and declared that the baby was a miscarriage and obviously we were devastated i, I sure. didn't actually hear the doctor say that i had to look at jamie's face and and her she just broke down it, it was definitely one of the hardest times of our life and so we took some time away from that just to heal sure i mean when something like that happens bro you're like questioning god and and i'm thinking i'm doing everything right i'm a worship leader like stuff like this shouldn't happen to me right so there was this tension of wrestling with god uh but the good thing is god's not afraid of the the messiness or, or the tough questions you know absolutely sometimes we feel like i can't approach this to him but i was able to lay it all out right and just and I think that's how Jamie and I were able to start the process of healing. And so we took a few, man, I want to say two, three months off of just chilling, not leading worship every weekend. And so on my first weekend back uh, doing main service, uh, I'm on stage, I'm at soundcheck, and then I just feel something in my heart where it's like a melody. And, and, and so I get my phone and I, do, I walk off stage, I do a voice note. And on my phone, it's, you know, um, I still believe you can move mountains with just one word. I still believe you can heal sickness with just one touch. Lord, I believe it. It's happening now. Yeah. So later on that year, we had a writing session with LYA, and I brought that song idea. And so we finished the song, not knowing that when we were singing, declaring, because part of the song is saying, Lord, I believe it. Lord, I believe it is happening now. Now, that song was birthed out of a season of that we had lost and miscarried. Right. But when we were finishing writing the song, declaring it's happening now, Jamie was pregnant with our new baby, oh, that's so which awesome. is, you know, Brooklyn Arrow. And uh, she'll be born in about six weeks. So it's crazy. Crazy what God does, man. He takes those those hard moments and yeah. is able to turn it around. And again, it's one of those songs where I feel like people can sing their way into freedom or seeing themselves into a miracle right. with the declaration. It's all about what you're declaring. That's right. And trust me, when when that happened in our lives, I did not want to sing a song. No, you know, no. But luck that night, actually. So back to the, when we miscarried, I led that weekend because Jamie and I we felt strong, like we're going to worship our way through this. Right. That night, I actually led in the name. Wow. And it's it's just was one of those the song that I wrote for other people to right. find healing and breakthrough. I was now singing the words that and I it was ministering like to you. It. Yeah, yeah. I didn't feel like singing it. I didn't feel like declaring it. But it was power in what you say and what you declare. I was singing that song, bro. That's that's awesome. And you know that that speaks to the goodness of God. Yeah. And again, I I'm a firm believer in that. You know I. I told this to my dad recently. I said, you know, I feel like people know that there's a promise there, know that there's something there, but 
they don't, you know, you, we've all heard the same saying that you have to be, if you win a prize, you have to be present mm -hmm. at time to win. Right. So if there's a drawing or something, yeah. they always say in the, in the small writing, you got to be present exactly. to win. I think people sometimes aren't present enough or aren't claiming that prize and saying, just because those promises are there, mm -hmm. we can't sit back sometimes and go, oh, well, I'm just going to wait for this promise to drop on my head. Yeah. We have to take the active approach and say, God, you promised this to me. You said that this was what you're going to do to your people. You said the prayers of the righteous. You said all these things, and I'm claiming that. Yeah. I'm verbally claiming that there's a power in us doing that. And I feel like sometimes people don't take that aggressive approach mm -hmm. and that proactive approach and say, I'm going to declare this until yeah. it happens. It's important. I mean, the Bible says that the, uh, there's power, the power of life and death is in the tongue. It's in the tongue. And, and there's even a certain <clears throat> version that says you have the choice. What are you going to choose? You're going to choose life or choose death. So as a songwriter, I am I am constantly thinking about how can we have people declare life right uh over themselves yeah so that's that's what's been my approach with these last couple of songs that we've been able to write well it's it's a powerful message and i think it's something that obviously is applicable to people's lives mm -hmm. and that's that's something that again we've got to take that for ourselves and you know in, in the bible you read that the scribes and pharisees would pull out, you know, the scrolls. They would read people the Bible. They didn't have it for themselves. We're in that day now where people are looking for someone else to go, here's the things that you need to do. Yeah. Here's here's what you need to do. Here's the magic recipe. Mm -hmm. When we've got to take it ourselves and go, no, I'm living this for me. The Bible says, as for me in my house, yeah. we're going to serve the Lord. So you've got to take that ownership of it and say, I'm going to declare these things and make sure that they come to pass mm -hmm. through my faith. You know, that's awesome, man. You know, I think another thing is through those hard times, if you're in a relationship with your wife or whatever your relationship may be, maybe with a family member, when you have times of struggle, that's when you gain the most strength. That's when your relationship is strengthened the yeah. most. And it's the same with our walk with God. You know, again, we were talking about this, but your testimony from a kid yeah. that, I mean, you weren't supposed to be able to hear. No. You weren't supposed to be able to speak. No. I mean, tell a little bit about that. Bro. Yes. That That's mind-blowing to me. Yeah. And now here you are writing these yeah. things and declaring these yeah. things. I mean, what's, it's crazy. So when I was born... I was born with no ears. Um, I mean, even I, throughout my life, I've had reconstruction surgery. A lot of people can't really see because I have long hair and a hat, so that sometimes some people are able to look past it. Uh, but when I was born, I was born with no ears. Doctors told my parents that I was going to be mute. Yeah. And if I was going to be able to somehow communicate, it would be with sign language. And um, that was just kind of early on the the label so to speak was that was spoken over my life yeah but I'm thankful that I had a praying grandmother that believed otherwise yeah and my grandmother was a strong woman of faith you know what's crazy well I'll get to that in a little bit 
So there's a story in my family that my parents tell me that, you know, one day my mom was holding me in the room with tears in her eyes, just kind of crying because her son, you know, is being told like this is what they're saying about my right. son. Right. And you could just imagine my mom being brokenhearted in, in, in that moment. But my grandmother walking into the room saying, you, you, I don't know why you're crying. God's going to heal your son. And he has great plans for your son. Wow. And so my grandmother, which, so God's, I always believe God started doing the miracle right then Absolutely. and Absolutely. And little by little, the uh, door would slam and I would react. So my parents' faith was starting to increase. Be like, I we feel like he's going to be able to hear. Um, so God did the miracle. Doctors started doing some surgeries, and um, yeah, I went through some speech therapy and stuff like that. So what's crazy is I was given the label that I wasn't going to be able to communicate or speak. Yeah. But God took that and He turned it around. Not only am I going to speak, but I'm going to sing. <sighs> so it's like God always ones up, you know. Yeah. But I say this about my grandmother. That's why it's so important about what you're declaring. And I think that's the underlying theme of what we've been talking about Yeah, is what are you going to declare? And then it was in the middle of the hardest moment for my parents that she declared sure. life over me. Yeah. And what's crazy is my grandmother never got to hear me sing at all. And so we, I go on the road sometimes with, with Joel Osteen Ministries. Yeah. We travel around the world around the u.s and and we do these nights of hope and so part of the night is my story and there's a photo of my grandma that that's in the video though she never got to hear me you know sing i feel like she's obviously watching from heaven and seeing me now sing in front of thousands of people yeah so it's it's pretty crazy but man i it's so important what you declare in oh, the I middle agree. of the middle of the darkest time and i just want to have faith like my grandmother did, yeah. where I can speak into a situation and declare that life will be bring, brought forth. Well, man, I mean, sharing those kind of stories, uh, again, seeing what you're doing now, you know, uh, going on American Idol mm -hmm. at one time. Yeah. And so we're not just talking about, oh, the guy can sing a few notes. Mm. I mean, again, you're talking about God one-upping. Yeah. Now you're writing music. Now you're leading worship at, you know, one of the largest churches in the in the world. Mm -hmm. um, the ministry that you're able to share, you having a daughter now. I mean, all of this stuff, man, is just incredible. And I would hope would give somebody hope yeah. that's going through something like that. You know, even when I when I did the American Idol thing, I, I did it. I, I, my prayer was this, God, you either have me to win this thing or you have this too, I could share my story and encourage people. Yeah. And and I've always, in all my interviews that I did throughout American Idol, it was like, it. you know, I just wanted to inspire people. It doesn't matter what you look like. doesn't matter where you come from. doesn't matter what labels people have put on you. You can overcome those things. Yeah. And God has a plan for you. And God has a purpose. And, and what's cool during that whole moment, so I didn't win it, obviously. Yeah. But when you do Idol, you're not even guaranteed that you're going to even be seen on camera because right. thousands of people that right. are doing it. But I just felt in my heart that God wanted me to do this thing. Well, and, well, didn't you tell me that people had tried to get you to do it before, you know, right? In the past, you, you, I had people be like, you should try it for American Idol. Yeah. And I've always blew it off so quickly. Yeah. And I'm like, nah, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. 
but there was just something different about this moment where someone approached, you know, through Facebook, a friend sent me a message, hey, Idol's going to be in Houston. I think you should try out. When I used to be so quick to dismiss it, something in my heart was like, I think I need to do this. Yeah. And so I showed up to NRG Stadium. Uh, Stood in the longest yeah, line ever, I'm bro, sure. I, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. It's like 5 a.m. I get to the stadium, and there's thousands and thousands of other I people bet, there. Man. And I started questioning God. I'm like, God, did I hear you right? Like, <laughs> I'm a worship leader already. I'm cool. I don't have to do this. Like, yeah. But it just literally, I think it was like a 10-hour day before I even got to sing one note. Yeah, I was waiting for 10 hours and it's just a weird vibe. Everybody trying to be famous and there's people singing in the well, bathroom. Well, you're, you're going in there a cappella, you know. It, it was a weird vibe, but I just knew in my heart that God wanted me to do this. And um, and so I did it. And, and I just kept advancing from one round to the next round to the next round until, you know, I was in front of J-Lo, Steven Tyler, and Randy. And what's crazy is they usually only tell you to do one song yeah. and then have a second song as a backup. Yeah. But for that audition with them, I did four songs. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah it was insane. That's crazy. So, so I know you sang Amazing Grace. Yeah. What else do you sing? So do you remember? First, yeah, so the, the Amazing Grace was the last song I ended up singing. Okay. Uh, because I, so when the first song I did was Stand By Me. Uh-huh. When the night has come yeah. and the land is dark. They're like, all right, cool, sing us another one. And I think I did Waiting on the World to Change yeah. by Brother John Mayer. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And then uh, Randy was like, cool, why don't you sing us another song? So I ended up, which I didn't expect. I'm like, oh, crap, I got to do another song. <laughs> well, the first song that I ever auditioned with on the first one was um, Jeff Buckley, uh, another Hallelujah. Okay. Well, I yeah. heard there was a secret call. David yeah. played me, please, Lord. So I did. I went back. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go back to Jeff Buckley. So I was like, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. And it just like a piece kind of was in the room when I did that. And Randy was like, man, that's dope. Why don't you sing us, sing us another song? Sing a worship song, a church song. Yeah. So then I was like, oh, crap, what song am I going to do? Like, what song are they going to even know? Like, right. do I go, like, they probably don't know No Hill Song. They probably don't know any of that <laughs> stuff. But I just felt like God said Amazing Grace. I'm like, everybody knows Amazing Grace. Right. Bono does Amazing Grace sure. on YouTube. You know what I'm saying? Everybody knows Amazing Grace. So I ended up doing Amazing Grace and did the part. My chains are gone. I've been set free. Yeah. My God, my Savior has ransomed me. And, uh, yeah, I ended up advancing to, to Hollywood. What's crazy is the next, when it, it's filmed early, but whenever that episode aired, um, at the time trending on Twitter wasn't, was, wasn't a thing. Right. It was a, a new thing, but I, my name trended on Twitter worldwide that That's night. That's crazy. And when they played, uh, me and like the, the TV shows and in the radio show, cause I got to hear one morning, like I listened to the radio and they talked about, Hey, this guy who's born with no ears and yada, yada. But then he did a song. Let's listen to him. So on secular radio, like all these mainstream radios, you're hearing Amazing Grace, My Chains Are Gone. That's crazy. Uh, so God just took that, man. And, and so I, I say that all to say this one story. I got an email um, 
from a mom that said, hey, so-and-so told me to tune into American Idol. They were like on the East Coast, West Coast time. They like watch it tonight. And so they watched it as a family. Mm -hmm. And then they had a daughter. When I came on, the little girl said, oh, look, mom, he's just like me. So she had the same thing that I did. Wow. And so the mom was like, man, thank you so much for doing this. I didn't think my daughter's future would look so bright, but yeah. you inspired us that she will be able to overcome and do these things. So I, that's what I feel like God sent yeah. me to idol to bring that to, to the world. Yeah. Well, and again, you know, for, for, you know, God likes to do things where he gets all the glory. Yeah. You know, this isn't something that somebody can go, Oh, look at Ramiro. You know, he, mm -hmm. He started singing when he was three years old, and he uh, was—he yeah. had all this, you know, all these people helping him, and 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 all this kind of stuff as far as tutelage and all that kind of stuff. You you're coming from a background where everything was against you, yeah. and all you can do is say, "God, this is all you." Yeah, you know. And I think when we're in those positions, we're going. There's no way I would be here if it hadn't been for you. That's the position that God likes to be in yeah. where he receives all the glory. And I mean, that's what you've done. And and I, I have to surrender every day. Yeah. Because even though the outer looks, everything is good. My ears are still the same. Right. I still have that against me. Yeah. My hearing sometimes isn't the best. So I still have this crutch, so to speak. Sure. This thorn on my side, which always keeps me reminding that I need God because if I don't have him, then I won't be able to do this. Like when I put my in-ears on, my in-ears are different than other people. Yeah. So I'm constantly reminded of, of what can look like a, a curse or feel like a curse, but I'm reminded of God's faithfulness Yeah. and the, the blessing that well, I know where I should be and could be, but if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be able to do this. So that's why I'm able to, I, I think that's why this stays fresh for me. Right. You know, you know, when leading worship all the time sure. and doing weekend after weekend, it, it's cool to sometimes go on autopilot. And I even have those moments sometimes, but I'm constantly reminded that I'm not supposed to be doing this. Right. So it keeps me on track of, I ha like, God, you're allowing me to do this. So I'm, I'm going to do this for you with the best of my ability. Well, and I think that, that is one of the struggles of being in ministry yeah. or leading worship or whatever it is, is to come in day in and day out when you're, if you're not careful, you end up punching a clock yeah. instead of going, you know, God, this is a blessing for me to be able to do this. I mean, I told you a few things about my life and every time that I'm on the platform, every time that I'm doing something, I go, I shouldn't be here. Yeah. You know, with, with my past, I shouldn't be here. I, you've redeemed me. Mm -hmm. You know, I've been completely redeemed. And I think it's good for us to remind ourselves of that. You know, the Bible even says, I believe it was Job that encouraged himself in the Lord and had to say, God, you've done all these things for me in the past, so I know that you're going to do it in the future. And it's good for us to sometimes take that and encourage ourselves yeah. I mean, David did it. God, you gave me the lion. Yeah. You gave me the bear. Now you're going to give me the Philistine. And so when other things come up in our lives, because it's going to happen, mm -hmm. you're going to be able to go, wait a second. I know what God did for me back here. I know what he did, you know, for for my wife with our baby and all this stuff. And you're going to be able to even conquer greater things in the future, you know. 
And I think I am where I'm at now because I've chosen to take daily steps of being thankful yeah. and constantly because this is I'm on the other side, so to speak. But right. it, it's because of what I decided to declare over my life every day before that. Yeah. You know, it wasn't easy. I mean, the cliff note version is what I shared the story. But right. definitely right. there were there were times in my life where I wish I wasn't born. Or, or question God, why was I born this way? Yeah. And, you know, it was definitely, I had those journeys. And, but I remember especially walking through that season of why was I born this way? Why did you make me less than thinking all these things about myself? Where God took me to the scripture, Jeremiah 1 5, I think that's it, where it says, I knew before you were formed in your mother's womb. I knew you. I knew you. Yeah. I knew all about you. Yeah. I'm going to make you not only a prophet, but a prophet to the nations. Yeah. And so I've been able to see that fulfilled in my life. And that was able to somewhat bring some healing because what I thought God didn't know, he actually knew. Yeah. And he actually had a plan and a purpose. Yeah. And knew what you were going through all along. You know, I think that we forget when we talk about, you know, him putting himself in our place that, He's felt all those things that yeah. we've, we've felt. He's felt disappointment. He's felt shame. He's felt all these things. He's had questions. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you know, in the garden, he said, if it's possible, take it away. let this yeah. cup pass from me. You know, so he's had those times where it's like, maybe I'm not built for this. And I think it's important for us to remember that and things that we're going through and then declare the outcome that we want. Yeah. And and declare those things and those promises that God has given us. Bro, you have an incredible testimony, an incredible story, and you're doing incredible things for God. And I want to personally thank you for taking the time to come to the east side, yeah, bro, back in Anytime, the old stomping bro. grounds. Anytime. And, uh, you know, I, I want to say that personally, I've enjoyed getting to know you, you know, we were able to sit down at Whataburger recently yeah. after the whole Kanye thing yeah, and, yeah. and have some late night Whataburger. Good times. Um, but man, I, I've enjoyed getting to know you. Likewise. I appreciate the things that you're doing. I'm excited, bro, about yeah. your daughter being born soon. Yeah. And uh, I want to thank all of you for tuning in today. Make sure that you go follow us on Instagram, follow us on Facebook. Now we have the Roku channel and also Apple TV channel that you can go check out our podcast every week, dropping Tuesday mornings at 10. Thank you for tuning in. Like and share. Make sure that you share this with somebody that you think would be a benefit. And Romero, thanks again, bro, for being a part. Thanks for having me. Have a good week, everybody. Mm-hmm.